Hey, welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart. And uh, this is not Matt Stewart, this is Saran Jayamana. We're in Sydney, we're about to be in Brisbane, we're doing live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart's in both those cities. And we're also doing our stand-up shows, uh, Dry Dry, is that right? That is correct, uh, Who Knew It's with Matt Stewart's, and also Dry Dry in Sydney at the Manning Bar, and in Brisbane at the beautiful Powerhouse. Oh, so good. And we're you're doing the Who Knew It's at the Chippo, and at the Good Chat Comedy. Anyway, we'd love to see you there, it'd be fantastic. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Who Knew with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular Matt Stewart, and our first guest has a brand new podcast out called I'm the Worst. It's Claire Hooper. That's me. Oh, it's... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Are you buzzing in? I know the answer to this one. Oh, I think you will find it is a struggle to make alternate definitions of Claire Hooper. Mm. But it is a brand new podcast, only out the last oh, right. couple of so months. Talk about the podcast is a great idea. Yeah, not even months, two, two weeks. It's been out two weeks. Three weeks, depends when this comes out. Well, this comes um, out this week. So then three weeks. Wow, it's fresh. It's so fresh, so fresh, so fun, <laughs> because it's people telling me stories about one time when they did a bad thing. <laughs> well, how bad are we talking People yeah, coming exactly. on confessing no, 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 horrific no, murders. That is part of my official invite is please nothing <laughs> prosecutable. Oh, okay, I, just, I can't handle good. that. No, but it's more of a, like, because I'm inviting people on who are people would think are generally good people. Right. And then it's really fun to unpick what they offer up as an example oh, of bad behaviour. Uh-huh. You know, and for a lot of people it's like something that's no big deal but from their childhood that they've obsessed about and has kind of informed their identity as adults as well. You know, like the one time they cheated at school and how they were so mortified about it that they're now this really hot, incredibly ethical adult. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we should probably uh, introduce the other guests. Um, our second guest this week is award-winning comedy writer and performer Ben Volchok. Hello. <laughs> That's the extent of my uh, writing. People love his brevity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Very a good comedy writing. <laughs> That's Hello. True. Hello. Oh, yeah. You know, you can range. convey a, a whole universe. What in, would you in be putting in the hello. brackets before those hellos in the comedy oh, script? Uh, thoughtfully, pensively, uh, thoughtlessly. Oh, that's oh. good writing. N- not pensively. You yes. know, it's oh, really the, not the, pensively. <laughs> it's really good. The four quadrants of uh, human emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Some would argue that thoughtfully and pensively are the same thing, but there's I, tinges. No, I, that's how you can tell you're the professional because I would have uh, thought that. No, you see, that there's there's so much. There's a you know again a universe of difference between thoughtful and pensive. And our third guest this week <laughs> is from the Do Go On and Book Cheat podcast on this very network. It's Dave Warnicky. Hello. I am at no That's risk. That's my material. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I am at no risk of saying hello in any deep way like you just did. <laughs> just a simple hello from me. Now, Claire, I've paired up Dave and Ben uh, on the podcast for a specific reason. We shared a room at the Adelaide Fringe 
earlier this year and a tech as well. And our tech told Dave and I that uh, Ben had a pre-show warm-up that included going around the room, sort of shaking your arms and making noises. So Dave and I started taking that on and we said before our shows would start, we said, let's do a bit of Volchocking. (laughs) We're (laughs) going to Volchock it up. Volchock it up a little bit. Let's loosen up. Let's Volchock it. (laughs) And it's uh, something I still say to this day. You've become a... Verb. I've become a, a concept. A concept. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm. You've become a practice. I've become a practice. You're you're mm. absolutely. I've become a discipline. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I I'm my own teachings. Uh, I think I think it's it's I'm yeah very grateful to have <laughs> seen you benefit from my mm. discipline. Uh, it's genuinely it was just a thing that I used to do. I'll still do before getting on stages. Just. Shaking everything out, using loosening muscles, loosening, you know, everything in your body, getting more into your body, uh, and it, uh, you know, uh, it's really beautiful. I feel look that, and that's really interesting. But I will just say, it's the right last name for it. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it's worked, doesn't it? Doesn't it work? I mean, imagine if it was Matt that you'd all learn. Yeah, that's right, hoopering. I mean, we're all just going to indulge in a bit of hoopering. That's uh, disgusting. Please cut that out. Do you volchok before shows? Um, I've gone through different phases, but at the moment it's actually um, my favourite pre-show is to try and be still. Ah, so the reverse vulture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, right? Isn't that like almost like, and that is hoopering <laughs> and something else is hoopering as well. Do you, no, but you know, like, <laughs> you know, like almost like trying to collect the universe's energies and oh, yeah. hold them latent in your body for the moment where you will burst onto stage and do your adequate show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Takes all the universe's power to put on an adequate show. <laughs> God, it really does. Because the universe is spreading itself quite thin yeah, at Melbourne Comedy Festival tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I feel like you've just we've offered up two uh, two new words that we've come up with the definition for, oh, which yeah. is the you know the You're in good right form podcast early. to be yeah, yeah we're, doing we're, this on. We're all stewarding right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into the show. I don't think we've ever done a preamble that long before. So the way the show works is, I ask a relatively obscure trivia question. Our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one, and I have to guess which one is correct. Are we ready to play? Yes. You bet. Oh yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The first question comes from... In brackets, pensively. (laughs) It was game face, but people at home couldn't see that, Mm. so... Uh, The first question comes from listener Linda Moulton from Gainesville in Florida, and Linda's question is, what is an ophiophagus? What is an ophiophagus? What does it what does it mean? What does ophiophagus mean? Could you could you spell that for us, please? O P H I O P H A G U S. And while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. You get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestants, and another point if you correctly guess the answer. By the way, I'm also playing as the house. And I've put in two of my own fake answers for each question. I get a point for each one of those that I guess choose. So each of us can score up to three points per round, which seems fair, but the probability actually favors me the house and the house always wins so uh, if you've listened to previous 40 odd episodes you know that is really the case anyway our questions come from our great patreon supporters if you want to submit a question sign up on any level via patreon.com slash do go on pod which is linked in the show notes so the answers are in let's go back to the first question what does ophiophagus mean the valve at the base of the fourth ventricle of the heart someone who becomes a vegan for one month a year usually october Different species of snake that eat other snakes. The feeling of loneliness when exacerbated by darkness. 
a rare condition where the sufferer smells the blood of an Englishman <laughs> or the tube connecting your large and small intestines. Oof. Oof. <laughs> a couple of medical ones there. Yeah. There's a few body part sort of yes. related ones. Anything sticking out to you, Ben? Um, I, I, the body part ones feel like, because when you spelled it out, for me, it sounded like um, esophagus. Right, yeah. So I thought maybe it's like a, you know, mm. a body part. So the the heart one and what was the other one? Uh, the heart one and the intestine. Intes- heart and intestine. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like you're because the A-G-U-S at the yeah, end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the. Are we meant to be working together? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> I love it. We were turning this against the house. We, we all split the points. You've got a common yeah. enemy Ooh. here. Oh, yeah. that's true. So hang on. There were six. Options there. Yeah, so two so three. two are put in by the house. Oh, of course there's a correct, the correct one answer, in there as well. Correct <laughs> answer, <yeah. laughs> like, I was struggling to add it up. I was like, but hang on, if there are only five made up answers, what's the sixth one? We just have to guess which one sounds the, the least made up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we rank them. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, do, well, do you want to pick one of those? I do. You know what? I think I think I'm going to go for the snake one. Okay. Can we? Oh, okay. I see you've, you've <laughs> lost down one. Well, I think because I I was also think because the esophagus eating. You know, right? Oh. Potentially. Can we hear the snake one again? What was it? Uh, different species of snake that eat other snakes. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think snake eating snakes. Yeah, the esophagus, the the phage, and I think the the the, the suffix. Has something to do with eating, so I'm going to go with the snakes. All right, locking that in for Ben. Yeah, Dave, you want okay. to go? All right. Actually, Claire, if there are more in your mind, maybe because I have forgotten the the <laughs> other five, <laughs> except for the, there's two body ones. Yeah, two body ones. There's, one vegan one. Oh, the vegan. What was so the? So there's two yeah. eating ones: snake eating and not eating meat. And then there's oh, that five, one about the dark, loneliness in the, in the dark, and then yeah. dark. I am. I am like. Well, there's two medical ones, and I feel like AGUS. Yeah. Mm. Feels. Like it, it feels like a, a body part, doesn't it? Yeah. So, so 50 50. Um, you going with your heart intestine. or you going with your gut? Oh. <laughs> All right, lock in gut, whatever that one was. The tube connecting your large and small tube. intestines. Tube. Tube. I don't know, that doesn't actually sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's every medical, does it? No. <laughs> the tube. <laughs> no, I'm a bit off it now. <laughs> but maybe like it's been maybe it's oh, been no. dumbed maybe it's been dumbed down, you know what I mean? Intentionally dumbed down? I don't think you're allowed to do that with a definition. A tube. A tube. Does anyone say tube? tube. Nobody says tube. Does the Is it really tube? That's disappointing. The tube connecting Well, I mean, maybe you've just found a a loophole, or maybe you've, maybe you've not. I don't know. Can you move back to Dave? I need to think about it. All right, Dave. Oh, no. Okay. Well, this tube talk really <laughs> influenced my decision. I mean, what what is a snake if not a if not a long tube? Long tube. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Ophiophagus. I'm going to go with the snake as well. Oh, the snake as well. Really? Dave. Yeah, I'm, I'm off the the tube has killed all. The <laughs> yeah, it's killed all of it. They all. Sound terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. None of them. You'll feel, find that that comes up a lot in this show. None of them feel I, super real. This I time. feel like yeah, they're either they all sound like really plausible, or none of them sound <laughs> really <laughs> plausible. So we've got two snakes so far, Claire. You can go with the snakes. We can go your, which is what I call Dave and Ben, or you can go your own <laughs> way. Oh, <laughs> look, leave the gut in. It's not. There's no way it's got tube in the definition. But you're going for gut. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, because like Dave, I have. 
sort of forgotten. Uh, yes. Yeah, great. It's I, easy. Feel, I want it to be the loneliness that you experience in the dark, hmm. but I but I don't have the courage to go for that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go through who wrote the answers. Rare condition where the sufferer smells what of an Englishman. That was the house. Uh, the feeling of loneliness when exacerbated by darkness. That was Dave Warnicky. That's right. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Mm, very poetic. It's a bit I sad sh- though, isn't it? That that's what came to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there, ready to go. <laughs> Watch out for the future definitions. If, if any of them are like remotely, like really depressing and Just, poetic. If they're melancholy. That's yeah, that's yeah. me. Just keep my checking brand. in every question. <laughs> but my, even though I knew it wasn't right, I, in my head I had a backstory for it. There was some Greek god, <laughs> yeah. Phagus, who was oh, the yeah, god yeah, of yeah. loneliness or something, you know. Um, becoming vegan for one month a year. That was Linda, okay, the house. Okay. A valve at the base of the fourth ventricle of the heart. That was Claire Hooper. Okay. Ah. <laughs> yes. The tube connecting your large and small intestines. That was Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Tube. I'm so I really, like, when you started piling on tube, I was like, what have I done? <laughs> Whoever wrote this is on anything. Yeah. I still went with it. It's true, you did. Adorable. <laughs> and that means the correct answer is different species of snake that eat other snakes. Wow. Does that mean we all get a point? No, I don't. Because oh, I no Ben gets two points. Oh, that's right. Dave Sorry, I was point. thinking it was the other way around. Yeah, you were right on the money with your logic there. Uh huh. So it's derived from ancient Greek "ophio," meaning snake, and "phagus," meaning eating. Right. So esophagus. I said "phagus." Phagus, I guess. <laughs> that's why. I guess that's why esophagus. Yeah. It's called that because it's. Oh, there's also trouble swallowing thing. is dysphagia. Yeah. yeah right. Oh. There you go. There you go. Well, that brings us up to question number two. This one comes from Paul Mellor from Oldham in the UK. And Paul's question is, it's a local question for him. What is the name of track eight on the Lancashire folk band, the Oldham Tinkers 1977 (laughs) album, (laughs) Sit Thee Down? (laughs) uh, So you just got to come up with an old-timey folk song title. Uh Yeah, but he wouldn't have picked track eight. Yeah, it was was a bit silly. Real beauty. Yeah, yeah. Do we know if Oldham is in the north or the south of England? Manchester. 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 So the north. Yeah. All right. Mid north. Mid. Mid Midlands. Midlands to the north. I think it's sorry, English listeners. Manchester is definitely in the north. Okay, great. Okay, because it changes everything. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And what was the name of the album? The album was called "Sit Thee Down." All right. And uh, while you're writing your answers, Linda also wrote. Um, she's she wrote this question specifically because she um, she knows a bit about them. She's seen them up close. So in this family of snakes, uh, there is the king cobra. It's probably the most famous one in southeastern Asia, and in North America, the the biggest one is the eastern indigo snake. They're the two biggest of their regions, and she's lived in both those areas and had one of each invade her home. <gasps> I don't know if invade's the right term, but... And I, I was worried for Linda for a second, but I looked up the King Cobra. Apparently, according to animaldiversity.org, it's undoubtedly a very dangerous snake, but it prefers to escape unless it's cornered or provoked. So I hope that Linda didn't either corner or provoke the snake. Um, Hopefully I, Linda lives in a round house. Yes. That's the only way to survive a King Cobra mm. attack. A round, calm house. And apparently, apparently they only eat other snakes and some of them get real specific about it and will only eat one specific species of snake and they'll refuse any other type. <laughs> like it become real fussy. No, I only eat. It's like it, could be, it could be, surely 
Couldn't there be like an issue of immunity to the different venoms? Oh, that's true. You know, like yeah. the, you can't you can't be okay with all the venoms. <laughs> no. Do you eat when you eat a snake, you wouldn't eat its venom necessarily, would you? What? Sorry, where does the venom that is in the snake go if not into your tum tum? Mm. I mean, it's not in the snake, isn't it? It's like they've got a sack. Of venom. Where's yeah. the sack, though? In the, he- in the head. The, sna- the sack is in the snake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they outsourced their sacks. <laughs> <laughs> Buy them from the supermarket, like an IV drip. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're probably producing venom at yeah. all times. So they w- it's not like they're carrying their full lifetime supply mm. with them. But I still say there would be. If there's enough in a fang to give you a, you know, to give you a sad snake bite, yeah. then surely eating the snake that contains a bite, at least a bite's worth of venom, if not more than one bite's worth of venom. It depends on if you eat the sack or not, surely. So what you're saying is these <laughs> snake-eating snakes yeah, they stop at just the sack, need to, like, bite it off at the tip, yeah. right? Yeah, just spit out the sack. Yeah. Absolutely. Spit out the sack. Bite off the head, spit it out, and then everything else is safe to consume. Hmm. But what if the sack's the tastiest bit? Yeah, oh. I imagine it would be. Mm. That's where it becomes a delicacy. Your, your, your final meal on death row, I want the sack of a snake. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. actually, if uh, you're ever going to eat one. The succulent sack of a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Which, coincidentally, is the name of the track of the... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the answers are in. And uh, here's question number two once again. What is the name of track eight on the Lancashire folk band, the Oldham Tinkers 1977 album, Sit Thee Down? Throw me a black pudding and I'll show you a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Lost my wallet, Swill. What? (laughs) (laughs) Do I hear it again? (laughs) (laughs) Lost my wallet, Swill. Uh, Over a pot of mum's thick custard. The night John Willie took his ferret to a do, <laughs> or my nanny on my knee, or you couldn't set a lower bar than setting fire to a higher car. <laughs> Can we hear the second last one again before that one? My nanny on my knee. My nanny on my knee. My nanny on my- yeah, I can hear that. I feel like fiddling going on. we <laughs> have no chance at all. <laughs> well, you got I mean- a one in six. But I mean, what, what, I mean, like normally, what we're talking about is a definition of an actual thing, and yes. what we're talking about now is a song title, <laughs> i.e., something someone made up once, <laughs> up against five other things something someone made up once. Like we're, we're yeah, but, uh, but one so, something someone made up nearly fifty years ago. Yeah, okay. it's a All specific right. thing that someone made up, not something we made up. You're getting into the crux of this game. <laughs> <laughs> It's all a bit of a fool's errand, to be honest. Yeah. But um, sounds like a bit of a swill to me. Uh, a wallet swill. <laughs> a wallet swill. Lost my wallet swill. I don't understand that one. Lost my. But I, it's not important. Is it like money? Is the stuff that swills? Yeah, in maybe that was local. Lost my wallet swill. A few of them have locally sort of sounding stuff. Mm. Mm. You you also have to imagine them all said in a like a northern accent. Okay, can you do that for us? Uh, all for, right. for instance, for lost my wallet swill. Lost my wallets. No, that's Scottish. Lost my wallet swill. Okay. Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, yeah now you I get, get it. it. Yeah. Now I get it. What were the other ones? So you, you do the custard one. Get him to do the oh, custard yeah, what's the, one. What's the custard oh, for one? a pot of my mum's thick custard. Oh, for a pot of my mum's thick custard. Oh, they would yeah. like that. 
It's got it's it's got the There's two dessert based ones. There's also throw me a black pudding and I'll show you a good night. I'm throw so me sorry, a black is, pudding and I'll no that's Well that's very good, but throw also throw me a black I'm pudding and sorry, I'll show you a good time. When have you ever heard a black pudding for custard for like dessert? <laughs> oh I don't it's the wrong kind of pudding. Oh wrong kind of pudding. I just think of pudding it, I assume I just it's made of blood. It's made of blood. Black pudding is a sausage made of blood. We are talking to a dessert expert here. Hosts of the yeah, but Great not, Australian Bake Off. Did you ever me, make him do a black which pudding? Which makes me not a black pudding. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, Throw me a black pudding and I'll show you a good time. Oh, yeah. That sounds like something. Yorkshire or something, Yorkshire. maybe? Yorkshire. Oh, something. No. Oh, the English my, people listen. There are. My nanny on my knee. My nanny on my knee. My nanny on my knee. I mean, that one did sound pretty stupid, but now that you say it in the right accent. <laughs> it's all Honestly, the that's accent. the one call. I'm, nanny on my knee is calling to me. All right, Dave, do you want to lock that in? That just felt right. I'm going to go with that one. All right, lock nanny on my knee. That's a, are there no. any others that I haven't said in a northern accent yet? Just you like couldn't it. set a lower bar than setting fire to a higher car? You couldn't set a lower bar than setting fire to a higher car. <laughs> That's pretty good. Did they have higher cars? And <laughs> well, that, that is the. Did you say it was from the 50, 50 Seven, years 77. ago? 77. Yeah. Did they have higher Absolutely cars? Absolutely they did. But did they write folk songs about yeah. the higher cars? Yeah. I feel like they might not have been. You know, the folk music is of the music of the people. And I feel that's like it. in the 70s, the higher car was not of the people. <laughs> that's for Richie's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been like, there would have been yeah. classical music composed about higher cars. <laughs> oh that's right. Opera, operas. Operettas. Operettas. Yeah. You couldn't set a lower bar than setting fire to a higher car. Oh, jolly Could good, yes. Could you please yes. Um, isolate that audio for me to use as a ringtone? Yes. <laughs> Our alarm wake up call. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wake me up for sure. Claire, what do you reckon? Um, I already, um, no, I'm going to lose this game. So I think I'm going to follow my heart now yes. and I'm going to choose custard because it spoke to me. Okay, great. We'll lock that in for you, Claire. Thank you. And Ben? What could it be? Did any of them speak to you? I honest, Honestly, the black pudding. Yeah. There's, some, there's something but about it's the- it's so silly. It, but I feel like that's why we've been- Yeah. Like, it's, it's not going to be, you know, yeah, like the what, farm- you know, it's going to be something. Right. Yeah, like Paul's gone to the shelf. He's got the old CD out. Yeah, he's right. seen track out and gone, that's funny. I'm going to tell Matt it's about that for some sort of reason. You know, why have we why have we got this particular tidbit, you know? I I think I think it's the, it's like the Combine Harvester song. You know, the there's like a novelty uh, Combine Harvester song from the South. It's like, oh, I've got a brand new Combine Harvester and I'm going to give you the key. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's quite, it's a anyway, big, It was a big hit back a, in the South. It, in the South of England. Yeah. Of England, yes. Uh, anyway. They're big in Comboin Orvisters. Comboin Orvisters. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was, I've got a brand new Comboin Orvister and I'm going to give you the key. Anyway, that's why my mind likes the black I've changed my mind. Pudding. I want that one for a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben locking in. Yeah, I'll go black pudding. All right. Oh, this is so exciting. Black pudding. Well, let's see who... Wrote the answers. You couldn't set a lower bar than setting fire to a high car. That was the house. Man, that took me way too long. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I went through multiple drafts. I started (laughs) off with the lower bar and trying to get in like a some guy drinking at a bar. The front bar. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know my process. <laughs> the front bar. I mean, it really should have been you couldn't set a lower bar than setting fire to a combine harvester. Uh, that would have been better. You might have got that over the line. Yeah, that, that is That better. is a lower but, bar than higher car. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have immediately known that it was from the south of England, not from the north. Oh, okay. where this oh true. Track okay, is true. From. 
Yeah, I, but I wouldn't have known that you'd have such knowledge coming in. I lost my wallet swill. That was Dave Warnicky. That's right. Okay. <laughs> what? Can you Did talk you? us through it? We oh, would yeah. love the, the reasoning the, behind the, this one. It just felt like a phrase that someone from that part of the world in a folk band. <laughs> now it's time for track eight, the lost my wallet swill. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No. <laughs> As in, as in, it's like a lament or a yeah. Like a, it's time for the lost my wallet swill. And Swelling people go, the gla- Do you yeah, swill a glass? that one, like the lost my wallet blues. Yeah, that kind of thing. But that didn't, okay. that doesn't feel folky enough. But swill, <laughs> now you're in folk town. <laughs> See, because I read, I probably hurt you in my reading of it. I don't think you ruined the reading. I think it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I that's that, I stand by my art. Okay. <laughs> Uh, throw me a black pudding and I'll show you a good night. That was Paul. Okay. Ah. The house. And Paul is a All right. a local. So he was able to write in the voice that you obviously understand <laughs> so right. well. It, see, that spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. My nanny on the knee, which Dave went for. That was Claire Hooper. Ah, I loved it. Thank no you. No regrets. It does no, have a beautiful I rhythm. very quickly because yeah. I couldn't really hear that, like with somebody like stomping out the bed. I can hear it too. A, yep. Putting a fiddle in the in the bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear that definitely as well. Um, over a pot of my mum's thick custard, which Claire went for. That was Ben Volchok. <laughs> You've <laughs> yes. gone for Ben's two in a row. Two for two. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, meaning no one got the correct answer was the night John Willie took his ferret to a do. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that I forgot one. about it. I forgot yeah. about it. I was going to go with that. But I, insta- I actually instantly wrote it off. Yeah. Oh, do? Are they saying that in the yeah. 70s? And- yeah. On the north, yeah. The 70s yeah. seems like a hipper time, but this was a... A do. A do. It feels like a more Australian thing to me, but... Going out to a do? Going out to a do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, if you say it in that accent, yes, it's yeah, Australian. That's right. But if you say out to a do... I think we got... We get a lot of our language from their country, though, I think, That's in true. a lot of ways. First I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that we're coming up, but I am discovering a new definition of vault checking, which is to be vault checked. To be vault checked. Which is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. What's happening to me is what I'm saying. You've been, <laughs> you've been getting vault checked. You've been vault checked. Two from two. Uh, all right, we're up to question number three. This one comes from Melissa Gamble from Pawnee, Oklahoma. I just putting the cultural filter over every question. Uh, it's going to really tax my brain. <laughs> Have you been to Oklahoma? No, I haven't even been close. I've circled around the outside. Yeah, I think Never, I've been. You refused to go. Yeah, you went. You're not permitted in state lines. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just just went along the border, looking <laughs> in. Looking in. <laughs> And Melissa's question is, what unique message will you see on road signs along Route 270 in Oklahoma? So there's a a road sign. It's got a message on it Mm -hmm. unique to this stretch of uh, Route 270 in Oklahoma. So it's like a repeated. It's not like a you are exiting Oklahoma. It's repeated along 270. Yeah, there's a a longer section of the 270. Bit, Bit of a. Bit of 270 branding. Yeah, a bit of local, something local to the area. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, while you're writing your answer, I'll let the audience know a bit more about the Oldham Tinkers. According to Paul, they're an English folk group from Oldham founded in 1965 by John Howarth and the brothers Larry and Jerry Kearns. Larry conceived the idea of this song after John, a deer stalker friend of the group, told how he used to take his ferrets to parties and of the havoc they caused. It is a fun song, a bit of oral slapstick, Paul writes. This is the chorus. I was there, so were you. The mayor and the vicar, all the council too. With their wives and ladies on full view, the night John Willie took his ferret to a do. You've turned this from a from an Oldham folk ballad to a like a, a, an old, uh, you know, <laughs> 
folk bush poem. You've turned this into a bush poem. Yeah, I can't help but Australianise it. It yeah. says do, after yeah, all. I heard Matt say do, yeah. and I was like, that's, that's not the night John Willie took his ferret to the do. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Any more? Uh, that's, the, that's the main chorus. The rest the chorus. of it is just sort of talking about things he did. He slipped his lead with some butter from the sauce. He patterned all the table with his dirty little paws. Ooh, said the vicar's wife, this rabbit isn't dead. As he danced a little jig around the hat upon her head. It really does yeah. have the rhythm of a bush bulb. That's right. <laughs> Do you think it's available on Spotify? It is available on Spotify. <laughs> That's yes. amazing. This is the new. Funnily enough, I didn't listen to it. Oh. I looked it up to, I saw it there. To confirm? Gonna put it I didn't want to get that rhythm refrain. in my head, you know, yeah. mucking me up. All right, the answers are in for question number three. What unique message will you see on road signs along Route 270 in Oklahoma? Tumbleweeds can kill. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't touch wildlife crossing the road. Please. Honestly, I'm at my wit's end. <laughs> Is that two separate ones? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. No, it's the same. Is it? Wait. The tumbleweed one and then- Oh, no, they're two yeah. different ones. Okay. Sorry. It's oh, not like- I Oh, I'm at my wit's end. <laughs> oh, all the way down Route 270. So the first one is tumbleweeds can kill. Great. Second one, please don't touch the wildlife crossing the road. Please. Honestly, I'm at my wit's end. Okay. <laughs> uh, hitchhikers may be escaping inmates. <laughs> oh. Corn, cattle, and company. <laughs> okay. It's the local slogan. Route 270, more than four times as good as Route 66. <laughs> ah. <laughs> or if you're just passing through, enjoy your trip. If you're a returning resident, Okla, welcome Homer. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love oh. it. So I think uh, hopefully Oklahoma is listening because uh, I reckon they got a few more options to put up along. That's the- right. Why write the same thing all the way along? <laughs> yeah. Rotate through those fine six <laughs> slogans. <laughs> but if you have one, you got to take them all. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's, it's a package deal, Oklahoma. <laughs> Are you in? Claire, I don't think you've had a go first up. Do you want to? Yeah, that's fair. Do you want to have a pick? Yep, I would like to say um, <clears throat> hitchhikers may be escaping inmates. Thank you. Locking that in for Claire. However, that was phrased. Ooh, okay. I know. Well, that was fast, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. We've sort of yeah. We've got a couple of, of ones that are, are really selling it. Maybe three that are more positive, and then the other half are sort of more warnings. I mm. like it. Seeing which way you're going to go here, Dave. What, what do you reckon? Okay, I think that the that's a good. Is that what Good you were going to go with? Was, maybe, or but I also I love Welcome Homer. Oklahoma, Welcome Oklahoma, Welcome Homer. I love that. Welcome Homer. But like that's probably. I mean, it should be Welcome Oklahoma. Yeah. I think. Rather it than should be. <laughs> <laughs> right, so maybe not either of you wrote that then because you're punching <laughs> enough of it there. <laughs> um, corn, cattle, and company. Company. Why would they have that? State motto. Corn, cattle, and company. Now I'm going to go with, well, I, I thought it was perfect. I had no notes, unlike you two. I think I'm going to go with it. Okla, welcome homo. Is that what the, the <laughs> yeah, president Okla, welcome homo. Cute. Yeah. All right, lock of that in for Dave. And Ben? Well, before Dave actually picked welcome Oklahoma, uh, I mean, sorry, Okla, welcome homo, Thank and you. was passionately defending it. I thought he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I did, and I'm just here to defend it. <laughs> so I did, uh, yeah. I thought you thought that, that, you, was, that was my right, right and I appreciate that. That's a compliment. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome, o- Oklahoma Simpson. Uh, I th- I, I, I'm, I'm caught by the, 
I'm taken by the the mathematical one. The yep. More, two more than four times. Yeah, it's really good, it's, isn't it? it? Hang on. For, okay, for, let's do this quickly. Four it times 60, out. 240. Four times 624. So it's... Uh, 664. So, and six, what is it? Two, sorry, so two you're just 60, checking that it's. I'm checking that it's actually more than four times, which it is because it's uh, yeah. 264 and this is root 270. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with it. I'm, All right. I've, done, I've done, the done the math. done the math. I've done the maths. It's that one. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, tumbleweeds can kill. Oh, I also loved that. That's great. All caps lock. That was Ben Volchok. <laughs> great. Yes. Loved it. Thank you. That could, it could have been. Oh, I'm, I'm almost disappointed yeah. you didn't get me again. I was. I was sitting there thinking, what would Claire Hooper write? It's killer tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please don't touch wildlife crossing the road. That was Melissa, aka The House. <laughs> Begging. Yeah. Corn, cattle and company. That was Claire Hooper. That's right. I mean, but you can see. I can see it on you? the crest. They're so, well, you can see it on the side of a... <laughs> You can, see, you can see it on the side of a truck or a yeah, or a, yeah. pa- a bar along the way. It's so hokey. It's so I love it. Okay, well, thank you. My favorite <laughs> one of those is uh, Gary Indiana's crest, which says "City of the Century." Oh, <laughs> great! I, I love that. Without specifying, so yeah. What century? <laughs> what the? Yeah, in what know, way? The, in what way? <laughs> to be honest, it was good a couple of hundred years ago <laughs> yeah. before it got crowded. When we made this century. sign, mm. yeah. yeah. Route 270 more than four times as good as Route 66. Ben went for that. That was Dave Warnicke. Ah, Dave. The math magician himself. I did did, did the maths on it quietly (laughs) to make sure it worked. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, Dave went for if you're just passing through, enjoy a trip. If you're a returning resident, Oakla, welcome Homer. That was the house. Yeah. And I did go through both options, i got to say. I thought <laughs> welcome Oklahoma was was a bit too hard on a sign to get the home. Yeah, I thought you had to break out the home thing, but I appreciate yeah. the note. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, and right. I'll- you're right. When you're doing the graphic design mm. on it, it's actually easier to... To sandwich the welcome home inside the Oklahoma, isn't it? I appreciate that. I can imagine that. (laughs) Just as a read as well. Yeah. Mm, But the only way you could do it is if you have Oklahoma and then Homer is in a different colour. Oh, yeah, that's good. That is good. Or welcome and Homer. Are in the same, in the same yes. All right. We've done it. I think so. Okay, Oklahoma, that's our final submission. <laughs> uh, and that means Claire is correct. It's hitchhikers may be escaping inmates. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> it, it means it must have happened enough that they went, something has to be yeah. done. And is, yeah. there, is there a prison nearby or something? Yes, there's there always, is. Yes. There's, there's always, always a prison <laughs> nearby. They don't mind a, a little penitentiary over there, apparently. <laughs> All right, so question number four comes from Lewis Gemmel from Glasgow. And Lewis's question is, what caused Tottenham Hotspur to lose a crucial final day of the season match against West Ham in 2006? What caused Tottenham Hotspur to lose a crucial match on the last day of the season? against West Ham in 2006. While you're writing your answers, here's a little bit more info on the signs. I wish I knew more terminology. (laughs) (laughs) Because the Oklahoma State Penitentiary in McAllister is near a stretch of the highway, there are roadsides everywhere warning you that hitchhikers may be escaped inmates. I was a bit curious to see how frequent these escapes were for the signs to be required and couldn't find a number, but a Google search came up with heaps of stories about escapes from that prison stretching back to 1914 and all the way up to this year. So I think it's relatively regular. Melissa writes, fun fact about Oklahoma, slightly off topic, but fun fact about Oklahoma is that everywhere a cemetery may be located on a dirt road or side road, there is a sign on the main highway pointing the direction of the cemetery. 
while you're still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'll be honest. First thing I thought was pants fell down. Like, <laughs> that is, and I had to work hard to move on to the next thought. They lost because Someone's all of the fell. players' pants fell down and they wouldn't come back up. <laughs> I, I, I thought a similar Did thing. You? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also thought that like half of them had eaten something bad and shat themselves. Yeah, it's a big, a big, yeah. like. And their pants were down. And their pants were down. <laughs> Mass diarrhea. They they diarrhea so that's hard all, their yeah, pants fell all down. That's would have been so good. <laughs> I was going to genuinely write cholera. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. I really hope that's one of the options. <laughs> I hope it actually was mass diarrhea. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, everyone's answers are in. So here's question number four. What caused Tottenham Hotspur to lose a crucial match at the end of the season against West Ham in 2006? During the final penalty shot, the striker slipped on an empty crisp packet that had floated <laughs> onto the field. <laughs> they accidentally travelled to West Brom instead, <laughs> meaning West Ham were awarded the win. <laughs> the goalkeeper knocked himself unconscious on the cage around the goal uh, net right as the winning goal was scored. Ow. Half the team was ill after eating a dodgy <sighs> lasagna the night before. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of the players forgot they'd changed ends at halftime and scored a spectacular <laughs> own goal seconds into the second half. <laughs> There's no defenders anywhere. This is amazing. <laughs> Why is anyone stopping me? Or uh, well, finally, Tottenham's goalkeeper got into a fistfight with West Ham's mascot, Hammy. The goalkeeper <laughs> broke his nose and had to be subbed off. Mm. So you got two injured goalkeeper answers. Uh, one, the team shat themselves. <laughs> uh, one, the player didn't realise they'd switched ends. One, they went to the wrong venue, and one, the striker slipped on a yeah, crisp packet. The crisp packet's really fun. It's a fun one. Whimsical. Mm. And was it, is it in a penalty, did it say? Sort of said. Uh, that one was, yes. During a penalty. The final penalty think, shot. Because that also jumped out to me, but the, do you think that they would see, surely you would see, that there's a crisp packet there? Let's quick, let's move that out of the way before we have our run up They're here. They're blowing through, I guess. Yeah, so, so you think it's mo- as he's moving I assume towards it's the ball. It's, it, yeah. Like stuck in the mud or something. Mm. Uh, ben, do you want to have a stab? A stab. Uh, oh, sorry, I guess it. Um, oh, sorry, yes. I guess um, it, one of these answers. Yes, otherwise I could uh, stab and then go on Claire's podcast to talk about. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that I did. You. That's one of, I thank think you. if it's an illegal stabbing, Claire uh-huh. doesn't want to know about oh, it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Just if legal you, uh, do stabbings. You know, if you stabbed and you have been through uh-huh. the justice system and you have done the appropriate <laughs> amount of right. jail time for the stabbing, then I'm okay. happy to talk about it. I just yep. don't want any unfinished business. <laughs> All right. Okay. I oh, I like the switched ends one. Uh, I like the, the wrong venue one. The Chris Packett one. I like all of them. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to go own goal. 
I'm going to potentially score an own goal here by going for own goal. Own goal. Lock them for yeah. Ben. Something about it. I um, I just think it's funny to go to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's absolutely not the right answer. But whoever wrote that deserves the point. Thank mm, you. Love that. Is it okay to play that way? Of course. I should try to win, shouldn't I? I think often people do go that way. They're rewarding good writing. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, often, you what know. A, what th- a delight that answer was. Yeah. Beautiful delight. Somebody should, West. Somebody should go. I lived that. I lived that in real life. But the rest of my team got to the right venue uh, <laughs> at a basketball <laughs> grand you, final as a kid. You did. Oh, the grand final. Yeah. You missed the grand final. Ooh. I have a funny feeling they weren't that worried about getting oh, okay. me the right venue name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like it might be a house answer then. There's, but I still, I still, I'm going to stick with it. Dave, that leaves you. Okay. I've talked myself into it. Then I talked myself out of it, and then I was talked back into the chip packet. I reckon he had a slip. All right, lock him out. And then had a little slip and then blamed that forever. Like, that's why we didn't make it through. It was the packet of walkers, the cheese and onion. Here's who wrote the answers. Tottenham's goalkeeper going to a fist fight with West Ham's mascot, Hammy. That was Dave Warnicky. Yeah, (laughs) it's very good. So his name is Hammy. Oh, Hammy. Not hammy. Yeah, hammy. It's, ham. a, it's a giant ham. Yeah, not a, I thought ham- it was a hamstring. Hamstring muscle. Anthropomorphic hamstring. Yeah, no, a giant ham. Uh, the goalkeeper knocked himself unconscious as the winning goal was scored. That was Claire Hooper. So you two were in similar We're sort of frames of mind there. there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> one of their players forgot they changed ends at halftime, scored a spectacular own goal, uh, which Ben went for. That was Lewis, a.k.a. The House. Lewis. Question writer there. Ugh. He knows the game. He also wrote they accidentally travelled to the wrong venue. Yeah, it's ah, really good. It's, it's really good. good. It's good. His two answers of, yeah, they really, were both very yeah, really, good. Really um, convincing. I think some of the house answers like to go for wordplay. And it often- They're mine. Yeah. <laughs> and the ones that are believable are the right. question writers usually. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to keep things light here, Ben. Okay. No, I don't know if you're having a go or- <laughs> Look, I, I don't know if you could tell, but I, I like the one that had maths in it yeah, yeah. where I could work out an answer and still get it wrong, but I could, you know, do a, do a bit of a sum. And you also like to write ones about empty crisp packets, Ben. <laughs> Good yes, one. Thank you. Uh, which one. does mean the correct answer was no. half the team was ill after oh eating a dodgy God. lasagna no! the night before. It was mass diarrhea. <laughs> Upset of the century. Stomach upset. Stomach wow. upset. Wow. I wonder if it was like someone's mum had made some homemade lasagna <laughs> for half. Come round. We'll put it on for the boys. You've got yeah. a big match tomorrow. I can name and shame. Oh, London Marriott Hotel. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just like mama used to make. <laughs> My mama, Julie Marriott, <laughs> used to make. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so after four rounds, uh, Dave's on two points, Claire is on two points, the house is on four points, and Ben is on four points. <gasps> so it is still truly anyone's game. Mm. Here is question number five, and it comes from James H. from Southern California. Which of these is a real species of fish? So you've just got to make up a fake fish, make up a species of fish. Okay. While you're writing your answers, here's some more info about what became known as Lasagna Gate. According to Lewis, <laughs> in May of 2006, Tottenham just had to match rivals Arsenal's result on the final day of the season to finish ahead of them and clinch the final Champions League spot. But the evening before the match, the entire team went for a meal at the London Marriott Hotel. <laughs> Those who had the lasagna were in for a nasty surprise, and in total, 10 players spent the night and following morning vomiting with what turned out to be a case of norovirus. 
unable to postpone the game. They tried to, but they were told that they might be docked points if they try and postpone the game. They played with their depleted squad. Many of the sick players ended up playing in the game. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's Still messy. spewing in the rooms before oh and God. after the game. Wow. I'm just imagining, because, again, there's nothing in the rules. You can just not use your hands. So if they spew and use the projectile to <laughs> propel the ball into the goal, that's a... That's and, uh, the game changed that day. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone's getting norovirus the night before. <laughs> that's right. Everyone's eating at the London Marriott. You can... I mean, there's, there's nothing in the rules to say that you can't use your own bodily no. fluids <laughs> to propel the ball into the goal. That's they still scored a goal. They didn't lose that badly. They lost 2-1. Okay. But Arsenal won clearly, uh, which means they dropped out a fourth spot, which they'd held for most of the year, and thus didn't qualify for the Champions League. They were gutted. The answers are in. Here's question number five. Which of these are real species of fish? Blue striped fang blenny? Blenny. <laughs> <laughs> Spork mouth bass, <laughs> salty gravy fish, <laughs> Brian Ray trout, <laughs> sanctimonious Philip, <laughs> or golden wish fish. <laughs> okay, they're great. Good job, everyone. They're all good, but they're all so as if. <laughs> yeah. Blue striped fang blenny, spork mouth bass, salty gravy fish. Brian Ray Trout, Sanctimonious Philip, or Golden Wishfish? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> Golden Wishfish. Golden Wishfish. It's <laughs> <laughs> really, really. This is hard. This is the hardest one so far. I've, I've forgotten how much I like hearing stupid words. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, can we just make up like three of them and just guess out of 12? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so we can hear more dumb names. Oh. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> just once more. Just one more. <laughs> then I'll lock one in. Uh, Blue striped fang blenny, <laughs> spork mouth bass, salty gravy fish, Brian Ray trout, sanctimonious Philip, <laughs> golden fish fish. <laughs> I made lasagna last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The f I think maybe it's because it's just the first one I heard, but the, what is it? What? Blue stripe fang blenny. <laughs> the blue stripe fang blenny. I'm going to go with that Locking one. Locking that in please. for Dave. Awesome. <laughs> the fang blenny. It's so fun to fang say. Fang blenny. But they're all good. Oh, they're all so good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I also want, just because it's, so silly and the first thing I've heard of. I <laughs> just want the blue stripe. But you, and fang you just blenny. said your new rule was rewarding the ones you like the most. <laughs> blue stripe fang blenny. Ooh. So hard to say. Stripe. Blue striped fang blenny. Blue striped fang blenny. Blue striped fang blenny. <laughs> it's really hard. That's I want to say flang blenny, but it's. Uh, mm. All right. But also the second one was great too. Mm. In terms of the spork mouth of, bass, smork, yeah. spork. This is a great combo of sounds. Spork mouth. Oh, is it, Dave? Is it a, a great combo of sounds that you wrote together? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely the one I'd go with, Claire. Like that one. <laughs> what a what a fun game. Um, what was that last? Oh yeah, the golden wish fish. Very cute. Salty gravy fish. <laughs> Brian Ray Trout. Brian. I feel Ray like that's a person, Trout? isn't it? Sanctimonious what? Philip. Well. That'll be a surprise if it's that, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's share it around. I'll go the spork mouth bass. 
You're Great. welcome, Warnick. Great it's answer. Very pleased. All right. I don't know. <laughs> no, no you'll, be, you'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> when that's the right answer. I, uh, I, I, so it's something about the salty gravy fish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny too. It's, you know, if again, yeah, if, it's, so if it's wrong, it's a good, it's a good yeah. bluff. Uh, I think that's the oh. thing. You can never feel bad because if you pick someone else's, mm. you're just saying, I liked your answer. Exactly. It's like you're, you're not taking a point, you're giving a point and a compliment. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I just beautiful my gesture. losses. Just yeah. Sure. Yep. All right. Let's go through who wrote the answers. Golden Wish Fish. That was Ben. Yes. Sanctimonious Philip. That was Dave. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Ray Trout. That was the house. Oh, really is that good. a person? That's Which a real is person. the real name of Nani's heartthrob Skeet Ulrich. Yes, that's right. That's his oh, birth sorry, name. His name is Brian, yes. Ray Trout. Brian Ray Trout. His name's which I think Brian is so Trout. fun. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure I've heard you say that name. I have so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich does sound fake, but yeah. It, 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 well, it was because he made it up to. You know, but Brian Ray Trout. That also sounds fake. Also sounds. That sounds fake for a fish and for a human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben went for salty gravy fish. That was Claire. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Great one. Returning thank the favour. So, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Claire went for sporked mouth bass. That was a James, aka the house. The oh, house. Sorry to talk you into that. Yeah, I know. I, re- I really wanted. I, wa- I wanted the right one. But yeah. what are you going to do? Meaning the correct answer was the blue striped fang blenny. Ah. It's such a good fish <laughs> name. Fang blenny. So a point for Claire, point for the house, and a point for Dave that yeah. round. Very good. I really needed that point. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. But the, the spork mouth. The spork mouth. That's that fun. Good. That was good too. That was fun. That's fun. All right. So we're up to the second last question here. Comes from Hunter's Noda from Cape Town in South Africa. And Hunter's question is, in April of 1671... What strange occurrence happened at the extravagant banquet held in King Louis the Fourteenth's honor? Something, something noteworthy. It's in the Dutch history lasagna. books. <laughs> hang on, hang on. So, hang on. This is eighteen sixty-one, and sorry, sixteen seventy-one. Sixteen seventy-one. How did I get all the numbers wrong? April, I think, sounds like eighteen, maybe. Thank I don't you. Know. Also, I was texting while you were, <laughs> <laughs> we were reading it out. Um, what strange occurrence happened at an extravagant banquet held in King Louis the Fourteenth's honor? Are we assuming this is happening in France? Sorry. Yes, yeah. it's in France. Yeah. Yeah. So King Louis there. Um, something happened. It's noteworthy enough that it's in uh, the history books. While you're writing those answers, let me tell you more about the blue striped fang blenny. According to James, until recently, scientists were unsure just what kind of powers the finger-sized fishes chompers possessed. But a new paper from Current Biology reveals that the unassuming creatures actually shoot out an opioid-like venom, unlike any that has ever been seen in fish before. According to all that's interesting, the fish injects into its would-be predators using two curved lower canines, uniquely containing three different kinds of toxins. One that causes inflammation like a bee sting, another causes a sharp decline in blood pressure, making victims loopy and limp, and a third is made of opioid hormones whose properties are similar to the endorphins people get from going for a run or using heroin. Didn't realise they were similar. When a larger fish, like a groper, swallows it, once inside the larger fish, the blenny bites the inside of the predator's mouth and casually swims out while its numb and slack-jawed predator floats around aimlessly. So it's just like if it gets eaten, it's like, all right, and it just bites the inside of the big fish's I'll mouth. G- I'll get out of this one. They open the sort of their jaw drops open and they just swim out. No worries. Also, uh, Dave, they look like they're smiling. 
I don't know if you want to say, have a look at one of these guys. <laughs> look at the face of the <laughs> blue striped fang bunny. That's my favorite fish ever. Oh, this is so cute. <laughs> it looks Aww. like a Pixar cartoon or something. I would enjoy being <laughs> venomed by that fish. Yeah. Any Fra- of the three types. Apparently the scientist who was testing it got bitten. He's like, it didn't hurt as much as I thought it would. Even he was mm. taken by it. It's the smile that does it. Yes. Yeah. Smiling assassin. <laughs> the sugar. And the blue stripes are pretty amazing too. Sort of glow in the dark sort of things. I So we've heard about the blue stripes and we've heard about the fangs. What does What's a blenny? Blenny is the type of fish, uh-huh. apparently, which blenny, I'd never blenny, heard of. Blenny. And that's the funniest bit to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Blenny fish. There's a bunch of them. Oh, my God. I've got to save some of these for later episodes. Lawnmower Blenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've heard Blenny. No one's yeah, no one's being fooled by Blenny well, that's again. That's absolutely right. Or Bluff the Blenny. Oh yeah, Bluff, Bluff the Bl- Let's play Bluff the Blenny. Name a real type of Blenny. Yeah, they're all Blenny in one round. All right, the answers are in. Here's the penultimate question. In April 1671, what strange occurrence happened at the extravagant banquet held in King Louis XIV's honour? After an earthquake smashed all the crockery, the organisers improvised and created the first paper plates. A goose wandered into court and sat on the Queen's throne. From then on, King Louis demanded the goose be treated like royalty and it outlived him by six years. Due to a mix-up, a group of travelling mime artists looking for their lodgings were thought to be the banquet's waitstaff. Despite their confusion, they did the job and ended up being a huge hit with the guests. <laughs> Two guests were attacked on their way to the event and the attackers attended dressed in their clothes. They were discovered when the guests entered the room dressed in undergarments and accompanied by a local constabulary. They allowed commoners to attend the banquet in an attempt to demonstrate how Louis XIV was in touch with the people or the chef ran himself through with a sword because the seafood delivery was running late. <laughs> Ran himself through. Ran himself through. <laughs> what a lot of great answers. Good job. Good. Okay. You're all on fire today. Can I just say that? All right. Who's, who's feeling it? All right. I'll start. What are you feeling? I really like the idea that it was the invention of paper plates or the first ever paper plates, but I, I know that you're not meant to think about it, but are we really going to have another correct answer in first place? Surely not, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, do you randomise these? Um, it's the, all randomised. The goose, the goose is such a charming, um, such a charming story because it feels very of the time. Yeah. That feels like such a French aristocracy kind of thing to do. Although in the question, we didn't specify that Louis XIV was actually there. It was in his honour, but it's they, they actually don't always attend the banquets in their mm. honour. Uh, no, doesn't say the doesn't way, though. Doesn't say, but we we're imagining that he yeah, is there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it really captured, there's so many good ones. I mean, it feels like the My Martyrs surely was written hmm. by somebody who has travelled to Adelaide Fringe and wished <laughs> <laughs> for a different job. So I'm going to go with the goose. I'll go with the goose. Go with the goose. Lock that in for Claire. You can tell I've forgotten the last three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we have a two-word yeah. su- summary of all of them? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Paper two- plates, the goose, mm-hmm. uh, the mime artist, yep. the uh, attackers uh, attending, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the commoners attending, or the chef uh, running himself oh, yeah. through. Okay. Because of the late seafood. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon? Mm. Mm. I think commoners attending, maybe. Mm. Go with that. Yeah, I'm going to go with commoners attending. Commoners attending for Dave. It does feel like a 
like that's what is extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they allowed the. <laughs> Can you believe people. this? Um, oh, I like. The, I really like the goose one as well. Yeah, I'm tempted to also it's, say goose. It's sort of too charming, though, isn't it? It's almost. It's like, a bit like a fairy tale. Because because there would have been a nursery rhyme written yeah. about it that would endure today. Yeah, were it true? Do, do you know what I mean? But it feels egg. so perfectly of the time. Mm. So oh, yeah. And the fact that you're defending it and also picked it I know. makes me <laughs> not suspect it. Um, oh, I do like the attackers one. Well. No, I'm going to go, go. I'm going to split the goose vote. Split the goose vote. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lock that in. Let's go through who wrote the answers. Uh, the first paper plates that was written by Hunters, uh, aka The House. Mm. Mm, it was a very good one. It's a very good one. But then I also started thinking. These people had so many plates. Surely, oh, yeah. surely there's another room that you go get 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 the second set. The the backup plate room. But I thought that was very very good. Mm. Uh, the house also wrote the one about the mime artists. <sighs> <laughs> that was really good. Uh, the two guests that were attacked on their way, which you almost went for, Ben. That was Claire Hooper. I know, nearly got you. Ah, I was. Do you know what? I was thinking that you were like, oh yeah, yeah, and the attackers one is really good as well. In an effort to fool, I did not say that. <laughs> you did. Did I? Well, I think that's. I mean, that's great. Anyway. You've definitely used that a couple of times I already. Sure this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, my, okay. Okay. that's my technique. <laughs> I don't trust either of you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have from the start. <laughs> I love it when I. Yeah, most weeks, someone will do that, and I love it every time because <laughs> I get him by. So yeah, there is something there, isn't there? <laughs> it's so sneaky. Um, what have we got? Oh. They allowed the commoners to attend the banquet, which is what Dave went for. That was written by Ben. Oh, you did do it. I did do it. You just did it. Oh, my God, Ben. You snake. This is how you play the game. And the other two of you went for The Goose, which was written by Dave. Oh, no. Right. You just Very did it. good. I just quietly sat back then. I didn't have to defend it at all. <laughs> you know what I enjoyed the most? That it outlived him by six years. Yes. It just felt very sweet. That was also great detail. The chef ran him through. With no. The chef oh. ran himself through because no. the seafood was because running late. That was, I was like, all right, well, we can immediately discount that one. I was. I didn't that think that they would no. call it seafood. Yeah. That's what was going he through ran my head. And ran himself through. Yeah. I mean, that's like an honourable. That was the mo- more believable half of this of the story yeah, for me. Seafood, come on! Yeah, wow. So that means two points for Dave that round, one point for Ben. That's and going to the last round, it is tight. <sighs> two points separate us all. Claire's on three points, while Dave, the house, and Ben are on five points. <sighs> but something you may not know is the final round is worth triple points. <sighs> And uh, this question comes from Alex Lloyd from Croydon in the UK. And Alex's question is, what is the synopsis of the 1998 film Slappy and the Stinkers? (laughs) 1998? 1998. What is the synopsis of the 1998 film Slappy and the Stinkers? And while you're writing your answers, here's some more information about the chef who ran himself through. His name was Francois Vettel. According to Wiki, Vettel was responsible for an extravagant banquet for 2,000 people hosted in honour of Louis Fourteenth in April of 1671 at the Chateau de Chantilly. According to a letter by Madame de Sévigny, Vettel was so distraught about the lateness of the seafood delivery and about other mishaps that he committed suicide by running himself through with his sword and his body was discovered when someone came to tell him of the arrival of the fish. Brutal. This incident is thought to be the origin of the idiom, this idiom I've never heard of, 
died for want of lobster sauce. Have you heard of that? <laughs> I use it daily. Uh, it's a phrase meaning to die or be devastated due to a minor disappointment or mishap. Uh, that was, goes back to him. Died for a want of lobster sauce. All the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah, a very common idiom, isn't it? According to Hunters, uh, historic accounts say Vital's death happened because of a miscommunication. When asking the fish vendor, is this all? Vital wanted to know if the quantity given was the entire supply of fish for that day. However, the vendor understood that Vital was referring only to his own stock, ignoring that other vendors were still coming. So there's a few slight variations of the story, but wild tale. All right, the answers are in. Here's the final question. What is the synopsis of the 1998 film Slappy and the Stinkers? Slappy and the Stinkers. An animated film about a beaver called Slappy who teams up with a group of skunks to save their woodland from being destroyed by developers. That's option one. Okay. We got the Stinkers are Canada's worst local ice hockey team who all work at the local sewerage plant. Their mascot, Slappy, an anthropomorphic skunk discovers the struggling plant may have to shut down without emergency funding, which is exactly the amount of prize money awarded for winning the league. <laughs> Can Slappy and the Stinkers turn it around and save the day? A fast food restaurant in Portland, Oregon is robbed at gunpoint, but rather than fight back, the underpaid teenage workers decide to join the robbers on a rampage across the city. Hijinks are plenty as a gang of school kids dubbed the Stinkers by their head teacher go on a school trip to an aquarium. Whilst on the visit, they decide an unhappy seal called Slappy should be set free and live in their teacher's hot tub. With, <laughs> <laughs> yes. with hilarious consequences. Yeah, yeah. Great twist. <laughs> Mild-mannered receptionist Peter Warner is a blue-collar family man by day, but by night he is the masked vigilante superhero Slappy. Utilising his trademark open-handed slap, Slappy's mission <laughs> is to rid the city streets of these stinking criminals. Will his arch nemesis Grubby Gregory get the better of him? <laughs> <laughs> or can Slappy defeat these stinkers once and for all? Someone was tired. <laughs> <laughs> or finally, faced with the closure of their favourite boardwalk arcade parlour by a developer planning to build condos, eight-year-old Slappy and his friends decide they'll do what it takes to make sure Sandy Shoals is no longer anywhere anyone would want to live. So we've got the animated film about a oh, beaver and okay. the skunks. Yep. Well, I feel like we've strong. been to a, a small film yeah. festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the, the bad ice hockey team works at the sewage plant. You've got the teens, underpaid teens who join the robbers. Mm. You got the gang of school kids who steal the seal, put it in the hot tub. Mm. You've got the vigilante oh, superhero that, Slappy. Sorry, I was imagining that as a dolphin. That's why I thought it was so funny they put it in the hot tub. But that's, <laughs> I guess it's still stupid, but it's like a dolphin in a hot tub. So yeah, but dolphins are only, they only bend front ways. At least seals bend back ways. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So you can cram them in yeah, easier. Get in there. <laughs> or you've got the young gang Slappy and his friends who try to make sure no one wants to build uh, condos to shut down their boardwalk. There are two developer. Uh, yes, yeah, two right. developer ones. Like that's a really 90s kind of... Yeah. We don't make films about capitalism anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, implicit we. horrors of capitalism. Now we make films about brands succeeding. That's yeah, a, that's right. That's today's Watched dream. Air recently. Yeah. There oh, you go. my God. Oh, that's depressing, isn't mm. it? I miss the 90s. <laughs> I miss developer bashing. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think it's the sewage workers just because I know America likes to hide its dirty industries. <laughs> right. Mm. Like they don't, you know, they celebrate 
the working person, but not the person with the actual sad job. Right. This was Canadian, wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah, that was Canada's yes, worst like it, last time. Well, it's back on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for that. Two skunks as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Was it the yes. first two? I was thinking, first are we going to get skunk. six skunk Except movies? Except that Slappy is a beaver in the first one and That's a skunk true. in the second one. Oh, uh, uh, yes. I was That's listening. True. What's weird is I feel like that um, that gang of youths, one is so not what you'd expect from the title, but Canada yeah. can do that with film. Mm. But the film's not Canadian. Oh, the film's not necessarily Canadian. Only that ice, ice hockey one specifies Canada. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course. All right. Okay. One of I them wasn't set listening. Back to in that. Oregon, which is just yeah. below the Canada That border. one's Portland. Well, okay, but Port- Portland is also an art house movie. Like, if mm. it sounds it sounds like even though it sounds super violent, it sounds a bit art house. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that's the unexpected movie. Mm. Called Slappy and the Stinkers. Mm. Maybe. Like yeah. the, the Tarantino ripoff films that came out in the 90s. Yeah, after right. Like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. It does like have a, a 90s vibe, yeah. And what was it? Like Bottle Rocket and just like mm. weird, oh, yeah. like people's first films. Yeah, yeah. That were a bit scrappy, but still. Or Slappy. Or, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to start there. So I'm locking in the beaver. The Beaver? Yeah. First one? The, the I mean, animated it's so obvious, isn't it? The animated one, let's just go for obvious. After I've after I've campaigned heavily for the art house <laughs> one about misspent youth, Yes. I will choose The Beaver. All right. Lucky in The Beaver for Claire, Dave. Oh, this is so tricky. Um, what was the uh, – the last one was a developer. What was the other developer one? The other developer the one. That, oh, uh, that – okay. Sorry. Yep. 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 I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Oh, I'm going to go to the last one. The condo. Condo for Dave. Yep. And what about you, Ben? Seal in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the seal in a hot tub. I mean, it also sounds that they all sound terrible, they, but yeah. also plausible. I, I was going to, I think I was gunning for the the ice hockey one because slappers, mm. slappy, uh, but the seal in a hot tub. That got, mm. that got me. That, they should have called the movie Seal in a Hot Tub. Seal in a Hot Tub. That would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you That's know, never work with children or animals. <laughs> Try both. <laughs> Slappy and the Stinkers. I remember seeing a, a <laughs> I'm sure I saw a Seal movie in the 90s called Alex the Seal or something. Mm. I think the Seal oh, yeah. movies were also big in the 90s. Yeah, well, yeah. wasn't there? Oh, no, it was a dolphin in Ace Ventura, wasn't it? Yeah, dolphin movies were big as well. They mm. did a remake of Flipper, Free, I reckon. Free Willy. I think you have yeah. Andre the Seal. Andre, Andre the Seal. That was Andre the Giant. Alex the Seal. <laughs> it's a big seal. Yeah. Song. Yes. All right. Well, so it sounds like no one's tempted by the arch nemesis, Grubby Gregory, but um, <laughs> 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 you're so right about Tide. I wrote that quite late last night. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, the Grubby Gregory. Let me change my vote. That was the house. Uh, The house also wrote the uh, worst local ice hockey (sighs) team. Alex in particular wrote that one. Good one, Alex. Fast food chain restaurant in Portland, Oregon. Underpaid teenage workers. The the one that I think you were saying is a bit art house, Claire. Yeah. That was Dave Warnicky. That was me. Uh, Yeah, but I got what you were... I got what you were going That's for. That's the time kind of vibe. And you know all those movies where you go, why is it even called this? Yes. Correct. <laughs> one yes. Yeah. One of those ones. Yeah. I, that, that's all, I almost went for it because it was had nothing to do with the title. The only one that didn't like, mention Slappy or the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The one you went for, Dave, 
the Boardwalk Arcade Parlor. The condo. Being closed down. That was Claire Hooper. <sighs> Great work. Oh, thank you so much. Great. Yeah, the word condo. That's what condo. Condo. Yes, it really did for me, for sure. And, and also the word boardwalk. I feel like yeah. the words boardwalk and condo were big in the 90s. Big in the 90s, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't hear about condos that much anymore. No. Uh, uh, then the one Claire went for, the animator one, Ben wrote that. Yes, back back in. He reeled you back in. Vultrecht again. <laughs> I closed you on a But we both wrote developer I, ones. Yeah, it's beautiful. We're Stick really, to the man. You know what? We said at the start we were in sync. That's right. Not in a good way. In a really unhealthy way. But beautiful. In a, a very poetic yeah. way. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and that means, Ben, you also got it correct. The real movie was about a, no. a seal in a hot yes. tub. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, there's something about those kids. It's like one of those kids like take a seal. Kids, yeah, they, they love messing things up for their, wow. their adults. There was something, yeah. Uh, and wow, would you would you believe it? Critics seem to hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a review by Don Wilmot of FilmCritic.com reads: Your enjoyment of Slappy and the Stinkers will be directly proportional to your ability to be amused by a farting seal. <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> Though the audience was slightly more favourable on Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it a score of sixty-one percent. And there's definitely a lot worse out there. <laughs> All right, final score check mm. in equal third place. On five points. It's Dave in the house. <laughs> Slappy and the stinkers yeah. in the house. I didn't come last. No. Well, that is a surprise. In second place on six points is Claire Hooper. Wow. Yeah. Meaning out in front on 11 points. Whoa. It's Ben Volchok. Wow. We all Great. got Volchok Thank today. You. Great work. We all got it. Yeah. Now, Claire, one That's more time. Beautiful. Where can people find your pod? Anywhere you can find pods. And it's called I'm, I'm the, the Worst. worst. It really rings true for me. Doesn't <laughs> um, Thanks so much for joining us, thanks Claire. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Ben, where can people find you? Uh, so I'm doing a monthly show called The Ceremony, uh, the last Wednesday of every month at the Motley Bauhaus. You can uh, find me uh, on my website or social media uh, using my name. That's in Melbourne City? In Melbourne, uh, in Carlton. So come along to that. Uh, and, yeah, follow along my social media for other stuff I'm doing. Awesome. And Dave, what about you? I can hit, listen to my podcast, Do Go On, the one I do with you every week, and also the Book Cheat podcast where I talk about classic books. Oh, yeah, that's a good show. Um, I've got a new show on SBS at the moment. Really, it's the Ren Jaimana show, previous guest, called Good Tucker. Check it out. It's on SBS On Demand. And uh, I don't think I've mentioned this on the show, but we've got social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, WKI. MS? No, d- whatever it is. Wiki Whims. Who knew with Matt Stewart? The initials of that. <laughs> w N K. Oh my God. <laughs> Claire, what's my handle again? W K I M S. Thank you very much. That's what I was thinking. No, W K A W M S. Oh my God. It's, it's, and then there's more. I've got to put the with in. The weird. It is weird oh, that I'm people so haven't found me. There's not a lot of followers <laughs> there yet. And it's, it's surprising, really, isn't it? I can't even explain where to find it. There's um, three W's in www, which you put at the start of the URL. There's only two in. <laughs> that'll okay, make you remember. Helpful. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for joining us, you three. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Please give us a five-star review if you like. Check out these three great guests and what they do. Cheers for tuning in to Who Knew with Matt Stewart. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye. Half my inbox is just emails from myself. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's really lonely. (laughs) I know.
Oh, that's a lot of emails. As Matt knows, I've I've hit eighty thousand unread emails. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's grim in there. Um, Some people do that. They like follow people and then get them to follow them back and then unfollow them. It's, Who are these some people? Sociopaths. Yeah, that's yeah, which is ninety nine percent of Twitter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is sick though. Yeah, it's like, like gaining that, because you know, that's clout. quite a lot of emotional admin. Mm. Just for tiny, sad little wins. Mm. Yeah. It's 100%. <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> I The one that first came to my mind is probably something like that. Is what my mum knew that I wanted an Orlando Magic hat. The basketball team Shaq played for them. And she got me a Southeast Melbourne Magic hat. <laughs> <laughs> and and just, just to double check, did Shaq play for them as well? Shaq, yeah, I think Shaq also uh, played for them in the off season. So and this is the worst thing that your mum ever did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, look, like now I look back, I'm mortified that I cracked the shits about it <laughs> rather than going, thanks so much, mum. Like it doesn't, it's a hat, who cares? But I'm like... That's actually not the hat I meant, Mum, you know. And she took it back and it breaks my heart every time I think she about it. She took it back, but she didn't get you the one you wanted, No, she right? never got me the one I wanted, no. <laughs> Real at first when our tech, what was our tech's name? Linton. Linton. When Linton uh, told us about you vault chocking, it felt a little bit like we, you know, it felt a bit wrong, like he oh, yeah. was letting us into a private moment. But mm. in the end, and when I think when I told you the first time, I was like, Half saying it apologetically. You were a little bit. You yeah. came up to me sort of like uh, being, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And, you know, in your voice, it was like, I can't believe I've trodden on this sacred bond between <laughs> yeah. you and your tech before the show. Um, and I was just like, you know, <laughs> benevolently kind of gifting you this. It was very generous. The way you, the way you allowed him to. Yep. Yeah. Try jumping around a bit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was, you know, this uh, this thing that I'd invented of, of just shaking out your body before a show, yeah. which no one else has done ever. <laughs> um, I, I feel like, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've let them in, you know. Mm. And we're better people for it. We are. Absolutely. But it does, I think, I think it does help a lot with, with being in your body and, and your presence. If anyone is wondering why I look slightly tense, it's because I'm waiting for the moment where someone suggests we do it before the record. <laughs> oh. I, like, I thought that was the preamble. I thought you were like, <laughs> Claire, that's, that's what the car trip over here was for, Claire. <laughs> true professional at the traffic lights. <laughs> Clucking like a chicken. <laughs> to be fair, that's not part of my warm-up. Uh, I feel like that's a variation. It's a splinter movement. That's right. Volchuk. Volchuk. Yes. That's good. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's funny. I, I knew it was blood, but I also, the the pudding there <laughs> still overpowered that knowledge to make me assume that it was a blood dessert. That was really cute. <laughs> Let's go through who wrote the answers. No, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm, I'm doing another one straight after this as well, so fuck. All right. Um. Fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Sorry, everyone. I thought about it too much. No, I, I understand. So when you see the one that just says mass diarrhea, you know it was me. <laughs> the one that ends with fucking whatever. Yeah, that's fucking true. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they all ate some cabbage and fucking whatever. Fucking whatever. Who cares? <laughs> this game's stupid anyway. I don't care. <laughs> whatever. I don't stop it. <laughs> 
I was just about to ask you all for a synonym. (laughs) 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 Go on. What's another word? (laughs) God, now if my answer has anything that resembles a synonym. Yes, you're in big strife. We did it. Well done. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.